Big Queer Wrestling Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Hope Spot Clothing Company. Hope Spot are a brand that look to celebrate more inclusive world in professional wrestling, with money from each purchase being donated to a variety of different causes. Listeners to the podcast now receive 10% off using the promo code BQWPOD over at hopespotcc.com. Hello and welcome to the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. Today I'm introducing Kent Nelson, the original wrestler, also known as the most miserable man in wrestling. My dad thought. You can talk now. I just wanted to get I my jabs in. Well, you, know, you can get your jabs in. That's fine. Thanks for the COVID and social distancing. I can't actually fucking give you anyone's back. Oh, um, I'm so scared. You are scared. I'd like to welcome everybody to the least listened to uh, episode of the Queer Podcast. Because Big no queer. one knows who the hell I am. Big Queer. Queer. Five foot four and 210 pounds. Queer. Podcast. I am five foot nine. Oh, sorry, you big man. I'm already regretting this. Right, so introduce yourself, mate. Uh, yeah, well, you just did that, but I'll do it again. Um, my name's Ken Nelson, uh, the original wrestler. Uh, the 95 year old man in a 25 year old's body. Uh, 26, no, actually, 26. So I'm old. You've been Officially. you've been wrestling for twenty six years, and you've got masses of experience. So, right. tell everyone how yeah, long I mean, you've actually been wrestling because everyone gets so confused because you're the original wrestler that's been wrestling since the eighties, but you were born in the nineties. Well, so, um, yeah, I was born nineteen ninety five, a little town, a little city called Milton Keynes. Um, not sure if anyone's heard of it. Um, I grew up with my mother. Um, lived with her for alone for about 10 years and then uh, she got a partner uh, and uh, I never knew my father really uh, it was an estranged relationship to say the least he uh, uh, is, is this what you're after right? I mean go for it go for it yeah keep going I, I usually I'm usually this more this open with my therapist but um, seeing as you're there I thought fuck it but no honestly let's, let's be serious 10 years 10 years of wrestling I started when I was 17, so, you know, give or take a few months, it'll be 10 years. So, yeah, just, just in the local area, Milton Keynes, I started with a company called South Midlands Wrestling, a real small, small little promotion. But um, that's where I kind of learned the whole, uh, well, let me say, the, the guy who ran South Midlands Wrestling was uh, a world of sport guy, really old-fashioned, a world of sport guy, you know. Uh, he would make a wrist lock last 20 minutes, you know, that kind of guy. Yeah. So picked up this this very much this old school mentality you know uh this toughness this durability the stiff upper lip that the the, the old old ways you carry so to speak fair play it explains a lot to be fair i didn't know that and it explains a lot so 10 years give or take that's a lot of time who was the world of sport guy his name was sean tofield um and whether or not he appeared on the World of Sport television program, I don't think so. But um, it was that kind that of style. Yeah, that is, yeah, exactly. That was his style. Yeah. That was his background. That is his training method, really. Um, and and again, when you're over, I think I think I don't know who said it to me once, but said you know usually your first training school is 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 what what you carry, you know. So if you if you if your first training school is a is a is a luchador school. 
you know, for the next 10 years, you're always going to have that luchador in you. Yeah? If, you're, if your trainer is old-fashioned, if he's a tech guy, you're going to be a tech guy for the next 10 years. It's always, you, it's almost like you start how you mean to go on. You may pick up all the other stuff as you go along, and you're always training yeah, and always she learning. Base. She base. But your basis yeah. is base. So is that where the original wrestler stuff comes from? No, no, the original wrestler comes from... Um, well, actually, I, I, start, I, I started when I was 10. I was 10. Whoa. I did start, yeah. <laughs> I started 10 years ago when I was 17. I did a few shows, was in and out. I uh, didn't really commit to it. I got back and serious when I was 20, 21, right? Um, that's when I kind of came back and... and I, Texas was around and, and Hope was around. I don't know if I'm allowed to name drop these companies so early, right? I'm supposed to do the plugs at the end. But um, we, I turned up and and that's when the whole character thing came in. You know, I decided to, to see what I what I was and who I was. And just, it, you know, we always, and I say character and we always drop that in so willy-nilly. I don't I don't actually like that dumb character because I think, I think it, 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 it um, What's the word I'm looking for? It it diminishes the entirety of what you're trying to achieve. I think if you're just going to say ah oh, character and you and you switch it on for the 15 minutes you're in the ring, um, it diminishes everything you're trying to achieve, which is an overall show, which is a personality, which is a which is a uh, I almost said character again, which is the work. You know, you 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 you're when I'm Ken Nelson at a show, I'm Ken Nelson from from the from the very first time I step into the building till I leave. If I, if a fan comes up, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, I was a bad guy in the ring, but I'll, I'll sign you autograph, I'll, I'll hug you. No, I'm going to work it a bit. I'm going to be a bit, of a bit of a dick. I'm going to make some jabs in their clothes. I'm going to say, oh, you were booing me. What are you playing at? I love that you claim this is, like, this is like a build and a, as you walk in the building. Just admit this is you. <laughs> this is you as a person. Yeah. You on a show is just turned up slightly. Like, let's be honest with everyone. Yeah. All four people listening. I, like, it's just. I I think I think I think to be good, and I'm not saying great or good. I'm saying the best ones always do. You know, you you have to absorb something about your about. The character again. We use that phrase just for sim- to to make it simple for everyone. The character you absorb the character, you become the character, and the lines between where your real life starts and your your working life or your working performance starts, they blur and they blend into one. What what's that advice people always give? I say you know they say take something about yourself, turn it up to eleven, and that's how you could be a great wrestling persona, right? Yeah. Well, then in the same applies back. You're gonna to have to take something about yourself and become a wrestler, uh, but then also your wrestler must be directly related to your real self. So yeah, it is just me turned up a bit, um, but it's, the best it's way to do that's it. what what you do. You gotta be able to just put everything into it. You gotta brand yourself from one to a hundred. You cannot leave anything out. If you're, I I hate it. I hate. When I'm I'm at shows and I'm seeing this 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 evil heel character who just concertoed you know the, his his opponent's wife or something you know something just dastardly and then 20 minutes later he's walking around the hall wearing another wrestler's merch t-shirt and he's he's got flip flops on and he's taking selfies with 
with with fans. You know, I say I'm not saying don't take pictures of fans, give them what they want, but you, you, you're you're just the you just murdered someone in the ring almost. You put them in critical condition, and now you're just going to be a friend. You're going to be a pal. No, you've got to be working all the time. You've got to be able to to uh, to to be the performance. You know, you are the show. You're not part of the show. You are the show, right? That's the way I see it. What was the question? I don't know. I completely <laughs> lost track of it. Uh, all I know is that the timer says we're eight minutes in, and your internet's dropped on me four times. Um, oh. I think you have a really valid point. I think it's how you view it, isn't it? It's like you said, you train with someone fairly old school and the mentality stuck with you and now you're an old man. I think I was destined to be an old man. I think you were born an old man. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Ten years of, ex- ten years of experience. Six years of serious experience from what you said earlier. Close to seven years of serious experience. What are, what are the things that have stuck out over the that ten year period? What are things that you can turn around and go, I'm proud of that, or that was a cool experience, or I've done this and no else has. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to judge my, uh, I'm not gonna judge my my wrestling experiences on on individual parts. I can't, I can't down this match that match or whatever overall the experience has been a mixed bag i enjoyed the parts where i first started again seven years ago though yeah when i started seriously and we were doing double shows and weekends you know so it was two shows on saturday one show on sunday maybe um i liked the i, I liked the the kind of rough the rough the rough and tough, you know, the ragtag kind of band of trainees, because that's what we were when I first started. It was me and a bunch of amateurs, right? We were all kind of on the same level and a couple of uh, experienced guys. But I like the fact that we were all training, we were training together, we were all learning together, and we were all doing these really shitty shows, um, which aren't shitty shows, by the way. I mean, in, when, when, we, when we talk as wrestlers, we say shitty shows. We know what we mean when we say shitty we say it wasn't 200 people it was a 300 people it wasn't a glamorous fucking uh hall it was a you know it was like a like a, a pub a pub hall or a sports arena with, with 60 people that's what we mean right so we're doing all these rubbish shows but these weren't rubbish and shitty shows they were they were they were great because we made them great for us you know it was experience finally doing the wrestling and and, and performing and, and and being shit but learning from being shit and then getting better I really liked my early days because it was it was just for the wrestling. I think somewhere along the lines, um, indie wrestling got a, a, a big old ego boost. I don't know where that came from. And I think we, we started to think that we're, we're a little bit bigger than we are, a little bit more special than we are. And um, it, a, lot of the, a, lot of the, a lot of the grime has come off. Now it's a little bit too pristine. It's a little bit too. We expect too much. We want, you know. I've had guys. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna name names. I'm gonna bury anyone. But you know, they've been training for two months. The only match they've had is a battle royal, and they're like, ah, oh, I should be getting paid now. Or you know, I mean, <laughs> there's just this entitlement that seeped in. I don't know where from. But um, I like the early days where it was a bit more, a bit more rough for me. You know, a little bit more. You just kind of 
went with it. Um, but generally, overall, my, my, my career, if you want to call it a career, has been uh, uh, interesting. I've met some really interesting people. I've done some really stupid things. I've, had, I've got stories to tell, and I think that's what you've got to get from life. You've got to get from life. Don't measure your life by, by your financial situation or you know, how many people like you or know you, your fame. Measure it by your experiences, uh, you know, your, your snapshot in your mind. Think of your mind as a camera and how much, how many photos and how many videos you have in your mind because you've experienced those things. That's how you should measure your life, and that's how I measure uh, my wrestling. Is what, have I, what have I experienced? The good, the bad, the funny, the sad, you know, it, it's, it's a case of I was there, so I was alive. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to get into wrestling not to experience it, and I'm experiencing it, and that's what I wanted. Nice. Very deep answer, wasn't it? You're a lot, you you're asked a question. I know, mate, but you're a lot smarter than I originally thought you were, so, you know. <laughs> I love this, because if, if people do listen, they're just going to think we're being dickheads to each other, which is 90% of what we do. So it's great. Oh, yeah. But you're giving these deep answers, and then I'm going, <laughs> dickhead. Uh, so, yeah, you... I think you've got a really good look into it. I wish I could look into it the same, but I don't think I do. I think it would do me some good if I did. But and we're all different. Like no one's, no one's the same. Some people, some people, um, some people don't even like wrestling. They just do it for, they do it for other means. You know, they do it yeah. to keep fit. They do it, do it. They do it to get into something else. So, is there anything that particularly got you into wrestling? Uh, did, are you a big WWE boy? Was it a particular match, a particular wrestler? Or did you just see the training school and think, this will be interesting? Um, a bit of both. I, well, I grew up watching wrestling, um, obviously. I mean, that's not a big fucking statement for a lot of people. I mean, even if you don't do wrestling now, watch wrestling. I mean, it's just a thing we did. So I don't know why I don't know why I keep I don't want people keep saying that I grew up watching wrestling yeah who fucking did you know um, but no, I, I did I um, but I was I was I was um, because of my age I didn't grow up with the attitude era everyone's talking about Stone Cold and and Rock and, and DX I mean for me the Rock was an actor Stone Cold was the GM of Raw and DX uh, didn't exist what a thing because Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels could come back from a, a broken back but um. I loved watching like the ruthless aggression. Everyone says eras, ruthless aggression era. You know that was me. Yeah. About two thousand one, two thousand three. So my guys were Brock, uh, Benoit, Angle. You know Team Angle, Shawn Benjamin, and Charlie, uh, Booker T, uh, Undertaker. You know, uh, and, and to a certain extent, Cena when he was a rapper. You know, but yeah. I didn't really like it. So fucking evolutions were evolution was great. So I, I I loved all that as a kid. Um, disappeared around 05, 06. I fell out of love. The bubble burst. Didn't care for it. Didn't get back into about 2011. Um, I just turned it on one day. I was flicking through the Sky channels. And um, I think Del Rio, or, yeah, I think it was Del Rio fucking bragging about something. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This is cool. <laughs> so I started watching again. And then around about the same time, I saw an ad in a, in a local paper, wrestling school. So I cut it out, 
I was like, yeah, I'll give them a call. I'll go down. Left it like three months, didn't do anything about it. I walked, um, so about three months later, I'm walking down my street, and I bump into this guy I used to go to school with. Complete chance encounter, right? Complete chance encounter. And I go, you know, we're, we're talking, and he tells me he's in this wrestling school. So I'm like, all right, that sounds all right. I mean, if you're there, I know you, so that's like, you know, the, the awkwardness is already broken. And then uh, day after my cousin's wedding, I went down. Um, the, the, literally the next day, I went down to the train school, and, and that's where that's where it began. But it wasn't a case of anyone inspired me to be here. It was always something I enjoyed, um, always something I liked. And, and, you know, I used to wrestle my cousins back when I was a kid. You know, we used to watch SmackDown and then do the, do the, do the match or whatever. He was always uh, Jeff Hardy. There was always Matt Hardy. And I was always Booker T or Rob Van Dam, you know. So I guess if, if you're wrestling your cousins when you're a kid, it only makes sense to at least try to wrestle real adults when you're an adult, you know. Yeah. I get that. I did the same thing. Me and my little brother used to wrestle on the trampoline and jump off the shed. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if people, if wrestlers say they didn't do that, if they had siblings, they're liars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, or, or they're just, uh, they've been knocked out a few too many times and they can't remember. Yeah. Have you got anyone that you'd say is a particular influence or was it just, you, I, I, you were I, in no, it at that period of time and it just happened to. Yeah, no influence to start. So no one's, I didn't watch a guy and go, oh, I want to do that, you know. But um, certainly influences now, and what I implement into, into my into my rest is there's my first trainer, obviously, because just some of the things he would say and his kind of attitude has has rubbed off on me. Um, a little bit of uh, Johnny Kincaid, the old school wrestler, yeah, um, in England. Uh, he was he was around as well for a few of those tra- early training sessions, and again his. It's just, just, just certain bits and bobs of him that I've kind of taken and and, and absorbed, you know. Um, Brock Lesnar, he's my favorite. As as a kid, he was my favorite, and then he disappeared, and then he came back, and he's been my favorite since. So, you know, he's 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 definitely he's my favorite wrestler. Everyone's like, oh, what about Austin Rock again? Too young, you know. They weren't people to me. Brock was the guy. So um, he, I use his F five. Shamelessly, I don't give a fuck. I will use the F five and whatever I want. Um, and who else is there? There's got to be a few others in there. Actually, to be fair, a lot of the other influences aren't from wrestling; they're from outside. And you kind of go, "That's the that's the kind of guy I want to be. That badass, you know. I want to be that kind of that guy." Uh, or I like the way he thinks. Now I'm going to think that same way. You know. Yeah, give but, us an um, example of that. I didn't, I didn't say it had yeah. to be specifically wrestlers. Like, here's an yeah. example of it. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of that uh, uh, guy from One Foot in the Grave. You know, the really miserable one from the old comedy show. I can't remember his name. Say that again. You cut out. Uh, the bloke from One Foot in the Grave. That cut out then, but it looked like a swear word. No, sorry, it was, a, it was an old, uh, old radio that I tried to do. Uh, no, okay, good influence. Good influence was... Well, do you know there's a character in uh, Schindler's List named name of Eamon Goat. He's a Nazi officer. 
and bear with me, this isn't going to go anywhere horrible. You'll have to edit this out. But um, his um, his cold manner, he's a, he's a fucking Nazi officer, of course he's going to be cold and an arsehole. Yeah. But that, that complete, dis- that just the, the disdain, you know, the, the, the sheer deadness of this character. Yeah, so you said, by, you uh, said, hold with me, it's it's the actor. You're not saying, oh, I copied a Nazi. You copied an actor that was playing a Nazi. Like, there's a very clear difference. I'm not saying, yeah, I walk around the ring and salute. But no, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm copying that performance because I just, I'm so drawn to his, his, his pure evil. He's pure evil. And it's just so engaging. And it's, it's, magnet, it's magnetic. You're just drawn. So yeah, some of that has definitely kind of said, I say, that I want to bring to to wrestling, you know, and um, yeah, certainly going forward, that's definitely going to be coming more prominent, you know, because I use, I mean, I'll, I will say I'm sometimes a little bit more um, hokey. I like to be a little bit more flamboyant, not not to your level, but yeah, you know, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more fun. But I think going forward, it's going to be a little bit more uh, serious, much more serious, much more dark, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, what are the plans now that things are opening up? As of recording this, it's Freedom Day. I'm honestly not expecting it to last, but if it does, what's the plan? Well, the plan the plan is, right? The plan is open everything up, and then you'll spike the cases. What's your What's your plan if we don't get locked down again? Your specific plan. What are you about? They're gonna get locked down again. They're gonna fucking lock everything down. Ah, come on, don't even start. It's crazy. The plan is to make everything more strict because the cases keep rising. They do they know what they're doing? Don't yeah. even trip. So what's what's, so... what's your plan? Well, I can't make a plan if the plan is that we're gonna get locked down again. Okay. In Could it be to get better Wi-Fi? I don't have to get. Have I cut out? A little bit. But I'm not editing any of this out. I'm just telling people that you can't afford proper Wi-Fi. I'm in a fucking garden, mate. Look at that. <laughs> anyways, anyways, you ask me a question and then you cut off my answer. Um, in a perfect world, in an ideal situation, when a show comes back next month, my plans are, I mean, I'm, I want to get bigger. Bigger as in physically. I, um, I've tried losing weight. <laughs> It's it failed miserably. I've tried everything you can think of, dude. I'm serious. Every every diet, every uh, fitness plan. I've tried far. I did faster for like four days on, uh, three days off. Oh no, wait, other way around. Yeah, so I didn't eat for four days. Didn't it? I did all that nonsense, um, and nothing. You know, and like I just I can't. But one thing I can do is put on muscle mass really, really quickly. So I'm just gonna be. Uh, I'm just going to be the big guy. I'm saying, you know, embrace it, you know. It's gonna yeah, be- I think you need to add something slightly to that. Is one, you're broad as fuck. And two, you're like six foot something. Like, you're never going to be just- a light heavyweight, are you? Like- no. I mean, I-, I was at one point when I was 17, 18, I was skinny as fuck. But then ever since then, it- it's it's never got back to anything resembling that. You know, obviously, I want to be in shape. I'm not saying I want to be a Yokozuna or a Vader. But um, I'm just saying, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a big guy now. Um, my abs might not show, but my shoulders, you'll fuck. 
yeah. I can see from a mile off, you know. That's, I don't have abs, but I can throw you corner to corner in one throw. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I, uh, yeah. I'll be shameless, you know. The fucking beef monster is huge. Um, but it's obviously going to take efforts. That's what I'm working on now. I'm, I'm, I've added more big man moves to my to my moves there. Uh, that's what I'm doing at the training center. Um, working out more with just 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 weights, you know, not even fucking, not even pissing about, just 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 pump pump pump, you know. Um, and going forward, yeah, it's a little bit more, like I said, a little bit more serious tone, um, a little bit bigger guy, and just um, just try and be more you know because i'm seeing a lot of people I, I, I again i'm not i'm not massively online but i'm seeing a lot of people that we know are getting um are getting bigger you know not physically bigger in their in their in their um you say you know their fame if you want to put it that way yeah and i'm thinking what all right left behind a little bit like what how did that happen i, I completely you know because sometimes you forget that everyone's working Everyone's working. Whilst you're doing nothing, someone's doing something. You know? And you forget sometimes that you're going, oh, okay, well, you know, I've, I've, I've only worked three places in six months. Um, that's fine. But then your best mate is fucking working six places in six months. You know? And he's made three debuts and he's won this belt. It's like, ah, he's actually, he's still working. I'm not working. I'm just going through the motions. And I've said it before on, on in interviews and stuff. I've said I've put my I've not had my foot on the petrol or the accelerator for a long time, and it's 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 not been. Um, and that's just all down to me and no one else to blame. But I've really had my foot off 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 the off the pedal, and you know this whole year of of nothing has allowed me to to refuel. If you want to use the analogy yeah. of the car, I've been. And say, okay, so and so is there, so and so is there, so and so is there. Because other people have been doing shows during lockdown, and I've only just realized, I've only just heard about this. I mean, that is a bit cheeky and a bit of a sneak, but um, you know, if I was in that position, I'll be, I'll be doing the fucking shows, no doubt. You know, so you, you've got to just remember that it's a race, and you've always got to be running. And if you don't run, you're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. For the Arnold teacher. It's a lot of writing to put on a t-shirt. So I, I get what you mean because I went through a bit of a phase at the start of this where I was feeling a bit sorry for myself and thinking about leaving wrestling. And But I've also been re-motivated lately and I've sorted out my weight a lot. Like you have with your power moves, I've sorted out a, a new moveset, something a bit more fun because before it was very generic and you've got to kick yourself up the arse to do more and fair play for like seeing it in yourself to go okay I'm gonna get up and do something so I expect to see a jacked yeah, shoulders Kent Nelson soon <laughs> yeah now that I've said that everyone's gonna be fucking looking it's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn, up for, turn up shows with like no neck like the I might just get on the gear. Fuck it. If I'm if I'm really an don't old say these like, things on my podcast. For fuck's fuck. sake, swearing and stuff's allowed. But two of the things you've now said, I've got to edit out, and I'm going to edit them out, just them words, so that they can hear me ranting at you, telling you to stop saying silly shit. 
I've already put the timing down for one of them. It says Nelson, 13 minutes in. Like, I don't like editing stuff. I remove ums and ahs. Now for you, I've actually got to remove sentences and fucking words. Don't edit me. Don't censor me. It's my product. <laughs> Mate, I've, I've, oh, I'm on to my next question. I know I'm going to regret asking it because you're a miserable old man. If I told you, you've got to pick three people to show to everyone else and go, these wrestlers are great, give them a shot, give them a look, give them a follow on Instagram. What three wrestlers would you pick? Well, well, well you, of course. Not me. You're not allowed to pick me. Um, I was trying to be nice. Um... <clears throat> The fact that I have to think about that says a lot, right? Um, that means you're thinking about it. It's a good thing. Don't think too hard. You've only just got that air. You don't want it to burn off. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what? No, I'd, I can't. I'm going to be... Uh, do you want me to sabotage my career? You yeah, want, do you it. Want exclusive? Mate, if I can end your career with this podcast, I've done my job. This is where Ken Nelson never gets booked, right? Comes on a podcast and tries to drum up some some support for himself. Ends up losing all the support he could have gained. This is how it works with me, right? Self-sabotage. Um, no one impresses me. Not one that's, person. That's the line. Um, I go, fuck that guy. Wow. And, 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 and let me just say also, the ones that don't impress me... Um, or the ones that do impress me are already making it. So I can't say, oh, go watch that fucking guy because he's, he's already on WWE UK, you know? Like, you, what, what, what what can I say about, about fucking Sammy Smooth that, that WWE don't even already know, you know? Like, yeah, he's a great fucking worker. That's why he's there. You know, that's why he's the tag champs. So all the guys that do impress me are already making it. The ones that don't impress me are still here in the Indies. And no one stands out for me to go, yeah, him, I need to watch he does and I need to follow everything he does and I need to make every, sure everyone watches him you know that, that's why I, I this is why I kind of have this 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 aura about me that that I'm miserable old and I'm and I'm and I don't like anyone because I don't fear his okay let's break it down let's break it down right let's break it down you you know this and anyone who's a wrestler knows this that this wrestling is not um it's not fun and games. It's not. It's not. It is fun and games. It's. It's a laugh. It's not roses and 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 skipping through the field, right? Yeah. It's politics. That's what it is. It's politics. Say the right things. Do the right thing to the right people, and you'll get along fine. But I don't. I don't care. <laughs> no one impressed me enough in wrestling in the whole industry. Be it promoter. Be it. Be it fucking uh, wrestler, be it, be a wrestler's girlfriend, be it whatever. No one has that 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 ability to make me care enough to watch my p's and q's. You know, I'm cordial, I'm polite, I'm respectful. That's how I was raised. So if someone says hi, how you doing? I say I'm great, thanks to you. You know, that's how it works. But the whole uh, tiptoeing around and trying to form a clique and try and get in with these boys and and you know 
oh, do this because that guy likes... I forget that instance, you know? No one impresses me enough in wrestling for me to, to, to want to do that stuff, you know, jump through those hoops. So if I don't have that impressive force on me, how can I then, um, you know, be one of the boys? I can't just jump in and be one of the boys because the boys are annoying. <laughs> you know? I don't... I, there's not enough... There's not enough. Uh, there's not enough fear. And that's where really what it is. You know, you got to fear does control people. You know, look last year. You know, fear controls people. But we are we are in as a as an industry uh, a very timid people. You know, we are scared to kind of even this right now. Like you know, I call it self sabotage. You know, because there's that element of oh no, so and so is so and so is going to hear this. I say so and so is going to hear this. I already said at the beginning. No one knows who the fuck I am, so no one's going to listen. So none of this matters. But, you know, so-and-so is going to hear this, and they're going to go, oh, that guy, he's a bit of a dick. I'm not going to book him. <sighs> you know, like, come on. Seriously, you really should just be done through your ability in the ring and your, and your, and your actual personal life, you know? If you're a, a real dirtbag, yeah, then you're out. That's fine. We had all that. If you're a dirtbag, you're out, you know? If you did something really bad, you're out. It shouldn't be a case of, Oh, well, uh, that promoter, you know, <laughs> didn't like this thing. No, like he has. Okay, obviously he has the right to to book who he wants, but it shouldn't come down to this petty little little minutia, you know. And jumping through these hoops is just tiring. We're wrestlers, yeah. We're not flipping rock stars, okay. We're not selling out, you know, stadiums a hundred thousand people. We're not changing the world. We're not doctors. We're not politicians. We're wrestlers. We're all socially awkward. We're all uncomfortable in our own skin. We're all weird. We're all we're we're, we're the dregs of society. So why the hell do we have the heart to hold ourselves on this pedestal? I mean, come on, have a laugh with it. We play fight. We play fight bracelet. We wear tight clothes in sparkles and and tassels and and, and we oil ourselves up and we play fight. What's the first move you learn in wrestling school, right? The first move move. You learn to bump, you learn to roll, you learn to to, to, to grab a headlock. The first move usually is the scoop slam. And how do you do a scoop slam? You get in between the guy's legs, you grab a hold of his ass, and then you lift him. If, if you have to take that seriously, <laughs> then you, you take everything seriously. That's the first move you learn. That's the, that's the, that's the bottom line. Right, you're on your knees and grabbing a man. I know I'm probably preaching to the choir because you probably like that, but you gotta do that. Like, you can't take this seriously. We have to just let loose and have fun. You know, you're not artists. I'm sorry, we're not artists. We're clowns. Okay, we're clowns. So be a fucking clown. Be a bloody good clown. Right. Fair. Like. Yeah, I don't know what to add to it because to to points I agree and to points I don't agree. But everyone's different. But I get where you're coming from, so I'm not going to sit here and argue it because I get it. It's not arguing. It's just it's discussing. It's not arguing. It's discussing. You can. I'm not one of those people who has my opinion and that's it. I'm not. I'm not. Basically, again, I'm old. I'm old school. Yeah, I'm not one of these new people who who are in a group and that's their group and they can't deviate from the group and everything the group says is right. I'm not like that. 
If someone says a good point, I'll say, yeah, fucking good point, fair enough. Yeah, I might have changed my view on it. It's discussion, it's open conversation, it's it's something we've lost as a culture. Um, we don't we don't know how to speak. We don't have to talk anymore. We don't have to have a back and forth. You know, if someone says something that's offensive, you've got to then go on Twitter and, and cry about it. And I just say, hey, listen, why do you think that? This is what I think. Oh, you don't agree? All right. And both our lives aren't effective. <gasps> wow, we're fine. I mean, come on. It's just discussion. It's all good. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I think you're just trying to get me in trouble at this point. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying anything that can get me in trouble. Anything I could say that get me in trouble, you are editing out. You're censoring bastard. I'm editing out two things. The rest is staying because. We can't say them two things. Everyone's going to be aware that you said the two things, but they're not going to know what the two things were. Oh, mystery. I like that. Mystery. Because I like doing this podcast, right? And I want to be able to continue doing it. You said, are, you, are you insinuating that I could get you kicked? I can get you kicked? Yes. <laughs> and I feel like you would give it a good try as well. I Never know you. I, I know Never. you. Um, you're a very good person. <clears throat> I've got a lot of time for you, which is why I asked you to be on the podcast, even though you said several times no one will listen. I don't really care if two people listen or a hundred people listen. I wanted you the opportunity to speak to that two people or them hundred people, because you're a good person that's probably a little bit too honest. But I hope out to someone. Hopefully someone's listening and going, this guy, this guy, my life, I don't want to be arrested. <laughs> Just trying to put everyone off. Oh, I, this, the, I don't even know where to go. See, my, next, my last question is social media and merch, and you don't do social media, and I don't think you do merch. That's, that's well, you're wrong twice. I mean, I'm honestly. not. I do, don't do, so I do, and I don't do social media. Um, I'm, I personally am not on a social media platform. Um, and if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to say this. People, stop being on social fucking media. It has ruined our society. Everything from the way we think to the way we talk, it has, it has crippled it. It has crippled it. Do not buy into these social media companies. We can change our lives for the better. They've only been around for... For 15 years you know we were much better off before then yeah stay away from mainstream media the bbc is a disgrace do not listen to a thing they say every single day that they contradict the last thing they said do not pay attention to the bbc bbc were caught out for being absolute disgraceful combat i won't go into details but we all know what i'm talking about An absolute disgraceful company from top to bottom how are they still allowed to broadcast they con us from their tv license get off of bbc do not watch it but that aside, I'm not on social media. But my Facebook page is still active. It's monitored by a good friend. Um, but I still, I'm still there. I still kind of, I still kind of mediate. You know, I say what goes up, what doesn't. I'm still there to comment as well. I just, I'm just physically not there. You know, if you if you message me on my social media, I will read the message, but I won't be there to, to communicate. So, so don't don't send any, you know, anything weird because if someone else is watching. But, um, yeah, Ken Nelson OW, that's my Facebook page. Um, I do have merch. I do have a T-shirt. I, I, had, I had a T-shirt made 
February to February 18th. And if you remember, we went to the first lockdown and hadn't had a single show since then, not soon after. Yeah. So I'm not being able to send a single one. Still got about 20 Ken Nelson OW t-shirts at home, neatly pressed, neatly tidy, not, not a scratch on them, um, as, as, as pristine as pristine as the first day they arrived. Um, you can order one. Again, go to my Facebook page, message me, or message, message the page just with an order and a size. Um, or, you know, probably, hey, go to a show and I'll be there. Possibly, probably not. Cool. That's everything. You're the most awkward interview I've ever done. Awkward? Um, Why is no, awkward? Awkward's the wrong word. Intentionally troublesome interview. Which I kind of expected, no. but like, I'm no, gonna have to no, do so much editing. No. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm just. You have, because I have enjoyed it too. I'm not trying to get in trouble. I'm just, I've, as I as I previously said, tiptoeing around is boring now. You know, like let's just be real. Let's just be real for Christ's sake. You know, I'm tired of playing with people's fragile egos. You know, good God, we're supposed to be adults. Be adults. Fair enough. Right. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm going to end it now. Um, thank you for everyone that's listening. Kent Nelson, um, this is his last interview. He's now been cancelled. Um, it was a pleasure to have him. Uh, he's currently sat in his garden. It's a blue shed. It's very nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I slept. He's got terrible wi-fi so what we're going to do is we're going to set up a gofundme called kent nelson's wi-fi and we're going to buy him either one of them amplifier things or just get him better internet connection um thank you for everyone that's listened i'm going now because i want my dinner bye